to shift gears. Hallelujah. We've talked about deliverance, and I believe it's here today. I want to take my text from Psalms 147 and verse number 3. Psalms 147 and verse number 3. Hallelujah. I'd like to say how good it is to see my buddy Demi here today. I invited him right before, right before I left work today. And he's like, I don't know, I don't know. And then he showed up. Good to see him. Can we give him a clam, hand clap? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalms 147 and 3. He healeth the broken in heart. He healeth the broken in heart. And he bindeth up their wounds. One more verse of scripture. Psalms 34. Verse number 18. Psalms 34 and verse number 18. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and he saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. For just a little while today, I want to talk to you on the subject, the heartbroken the heart broken. Can we set our Bibles down and begin to ask the Lord that He would meet us in this place today? Oh, Jesus. God, we thank you, Lord, for the spirit that's in this place today. We ask that you would touch every broken heart. We ask that you would minister, oh God, by your spirit. It's not by my might nor by by my power, but it is by your spirit. Lord, I ask that you would minister and touch. Oh God, I ask that you would make a way in somebody's situation. Lord, I ask that you would anoint me, God, with the words to say. I ask that you would anoint them, Lord, with the ears to hear and the hearts to receive. In the name of the Lord Jesus, confirm your word with signs following, and we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Has anyone ever been heart? Broken. I think it's pretty much unanimous. We've all been heartbroken. Maybe someone else got the job that you felt that you may have deserved, or maybe someone else got credit for something that you had done. Or here's a good one for the young, the young people. A good one for Brother Jace. Maybe he find, <laughs> maybe there's that girl that he has a crush on, and he finds out she don't have a crush on him. <laughs> It's not a good place to be. I think we've all been there before. Or maybe it's the loss of a loved one. There are many different things that it could be, but I'm pretty sure we could all say that we've all been heartbroken. And so we find that the psalmist David records that the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit, and that he healeth the brokenhearted and he bindeth up their wounds. And we can take those words at face value or we can really deep dive into what the psalmist David had to say and we can look at his history. So that's what we're going to do tonight. If we go back to the book of 1 Samuel, we find a very familiar story. There's a lady by the name of Hannah. And I did not know I was going to be speaking about my girlfriend's namesake. It's not intentional. But I got a text from her today. Today is National Hannah Day. (laughs) National Hannah Day, and I'm preaching about Hannah. Kind of crazy, huh? 
<laughs> but there's a lady whose name is Hannah. She is greatly loved by her husband, Elkina. But the Lord had shut up her womb, and she was not able to have babies. Um, th- this, was just di- this was a disgrace to her because in that time, like, that's what you wanted to be if you were a woman. You wanted to be a mother, right? But she was provoked by her adversary, the Bible says, year after year. Her adversary understood to be the other wife of Elkina, whose name is Penina. I don't know if I'm saying them names right, but anyways. The Bible said that Hannah went up into the house of the Lord and Penina continued to provoke her year after year about not being able to have children. Then the Bible said that Hannah began to weep. Hannah began to weep and she could not and would not eat. That's a bad place to be. It sounds a lot like heartbreak to me. So we find her and she is heartbroken. She isn't able to have the one thing that she desired and that is children. But she did the only thing that she could do. She began to pray. See, the power of being heartbroken is that when you're faced with a situation where you have no alternative, you begin to call on the name of the Lord. When you have nowhere else to turn, when, you have, when it seems hopeless and helpless, you begin to call on the name of the Lord Jesus. You have tried every other option, but you still feel empty and you still feel unfulfilled. But in that place of heartbreak, you begin to call on the Lord. You begin to weep in his presence until something happens. See, Hannah's heart was broken, but just because it was broken didn't mean it was useless. Just because your heart is broken does not mean your heart is useless. Let me tell somebody, you're not outside of the realm of God's reach. Just because you may feel heartbroken, you may feel disappointed and let down, you're not outside of mercy and grace. He can still work on your behalf. You're still useful in his kingdom. Hallelujah. Your heart may be broken, but it sure ain't useless, baby. Hallelujah. You still have potential and purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, when I understand this fact, when my heart is overwhelmed, when my heart is broken, when my heart is disgusted, when I feel like I want to quit and give up, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Hallelujah. I may be overwhelmed, but I know there is a rock that is higher than I. See, the power of being heartbroken is that I know there's a rock that is higher than I. When I look around and I don't see any other alternative, I know there's a rock that is higher than I. Hallelujah. I came to speak to some heartbroken people today. You may not look like there's a way out, but I'm telling you there's a way out. Hallelujah. And it's up. It is up. It is higher than I. It is beyond what I can understand. There is a rock that is higher than I. Hallelujah. I don't care what the doctor's report said. There's a rock that is higher than I. 
I don't care what I may be going through. There's a rock that is higher than I. I don't care if I may be heartbroken and disgusted. I came to tell you there's a rock that is higher than you are. And when you call on that rock, he begins to move on your situation. Hey, friend, you're not outside of the realm of grace. You may be heartbroken, but you are still useful. Hallelujah. If you believe that, you ought to just clap them hands and give the Lord a great praise that he is so worthy of. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, he's just waiting on you to step out there and say, here's my heart, God. Here it is. It may be broken, but I know with you it's still useful. I may feel like it's useless, but I know there is a rock that is higher than I. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be seated. Be seated. So we find that Hannah prayed and she vowed a vow unto the Lord. See, sometimes before you get the answer that you're wanting, you have to make a commitment unto God. Sometimes before you get the answer, you have to be willing to say, God, here's my heart. Here's my plans. Here's my life. See, we all want to be used by God like Hannah was used by God. But are we willing to commit like Hannah committed? Oh, hallelujah. I'm meddling now. See, we all want to be used like Brother Jace is used by God. But are we willing to commit like Brother Jace committed? I don't want to be naive, but I'm sure some may say that they want to be used like Brother Preston. But are you willing to commit like I committed? Let me tell you, I'm speaking from experience. I remember the Lord began to call me to commit some things unto him. The game of basketball, I would watch basketball. I loved basketball. God began to call, and he said, get rid of the basketball, watching the basketball. And I said, God, why? Why? All my other friends use and play basketball and watch it on their phones. And I said, God, why? And he began to reveal things to me not much longer than after that. He began to call me to preach. And now he's given me opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Because I'm telling you, friends, when you vow a vow unto the Lord and you commit unto God, it may not be easy, but there's a rock higher than you and it's calling to you. It's calling to you. Hallelujah. See, I was heartbroken in that situation, but he began to show me that even though I may be heartbroken, he still has a plan for my life. It's not easy to commit like that, but it's worth it. Oh, friend, I promise you it is so worth it. (laughs) You don't understand how worth it it is. See, I deleted an app on my phone the very next day. I got a, Brother Strong came to me and he said, Bubba, I want you to preach at the Bible quiz tournament next week. I didn't deserve that, but I vowed a vow unto the Lord and I committed it and he, he come through. It's not easy to commit. It's not easy to do that. But when you do, let me tell you, friends, there's a rock that is higher than you. Hey, he's calling for you today. He's calling for you to commit some things, some things you've been holding on to, some things you've been holding back from God. But he's calling you today. And when you commit unto the Lord, I promise you, he will come through on your behalf. You don't deserve what you're about to receive. But when you commit unto the Lord, he's about to show up and he's about to show out. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we know in the story of Hannah, after she gives God her broken heart in prayer, she gives birth to Samuel. And when she brought forth Samuel to the tabernacle, the Bible said that she worshiped there. Can you pull up 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 1? I gave it to the people before service. See, she had a broken heart. But you see, when she committed unto the Lord, and Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoiceth in the Lord. What heart was she talking about? The same heart. The chapter before that had been broken, that was weeping, and that was frail and dying. The same heart. Hannah worshiped. Hannah rejoiced. Hannah prayed. Hallelujah. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over my enemy because I rejoice in thy salvation. Hey, I came to tell you, though your heart may feel overwhelmed, when you give it to him, my heart rejoices in the Lord. Hallelujah, because we serve the rock that is higher than I. Yes. Hallelujah. Maybe that don't do nothing for you, but the same heart, the same heart that was broken, she rejoiced. Hallelujah, because she gave it to the Lord. Hallelujah, that's powerful to me. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. So, Hamiel, so, so Hannah has this son named Samuel, and he lives in the temple with the priest. And I can only imagine that Samuel had suffered some heartbreak in her day, in his day, excuse me. I can only imagine that Samuel had suffered some heartbreak in his day. He was living in the, the tabernacle with the priest. Can you imagine that? A young boy living in the tabernacle with only the priest. I can imagine he would look out of the tabernacle and see all his little friends running to and from school or to their house or whatever. He didn't have none of that luxury. He lived in the tabernacle with the priest. Probably, probably just a little bit heart broken and he probably missed his mom he rarely got to see her I think only one time a year so he was more than just a little bit heartbroken but you see one night the Lord began to call to Samuel he said Samuel Samuel and Samuel says here am I and as we know the story goes uh, the Lord begins to call him in a sequence he calls him three times and Samuel keeps on thinking that Eli is calling him but the fourth time the fourth time God calls Samuel and Samuel knew that it was the Lord. But what I want to get from that is this, that God calls for our hearts. God calls for our hearts. Hallelujah. And the best thing we could ever do when we feel that tug and that call of God on our heart is say, here am I, God. Here am I. I may be messed up. My heart is broken and it's empty. But you know what? Here am I anyway. Hallelujah. I may not be worthy, but God, I am willing. I am willing to give you my heart. Here am I, God. Send me, God. Here am I. My heart is broken and it's overwhelmed, but here am I anyway. Here am I, hallelujah, when I feel disgusted and broken. Here am I when I'm sick. Here am I when I'm down. Here am I. Here am I. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Somebody said, well, how does this relate to the, to the story, the verses that we read in Psalms that David wrote? Because, you see, David was in the fields alone by himself. He had been the outcast in his family. All the other brothers went to war, and David got to stay back and tend to his father's sheep. Not an easy place to be. He was, he was no doubt lonely. He was forgotten, and uh, he was heartbroken. But, you see, one day... There came a messenger to him telling him that the prophet Samuel wanted to see him. Yeah, it's that same Samuel that was the son of Hannah, the heartbroken woman. And yeah, it was the same Samuel that said, here am I. So David come to Samuel. And when Samuel saw him, he immediately knew that the Lord had, anoint, had appointed him to be anointed king. And because there was something different about this man named David, he knew what it was like to be heartbroken. Therefore, David knew exactly what he was talking about when he said in Psalms 147, he healeth the brokenhearted and he bindeth up their wounds. And in, and in verse, and in chapter 34, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and he saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. He knew exactly what he was talking about because if it had not been for a broken hearted woman named Hannah, there would have been no Samuel. And you see, if it had not been for a willing vessel in Samuel saying, here am I, even though I'm heartbroken, there would have been no great prophet. And if it had not been for a broken-hearted David on the backside of nowhere accepting the call to go, there would have been no great king over Israel. Because I came to tell you, though you may be heartbroken, God still has a plan for your life. Hallelujah! Hallelujah, hallelujah. See, and if you had never been through that heartbreak, you would never understand the verse and be able to relate to the verse when it said, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up quick. But our help is in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I came to tell you, even in your heartbreak, your name, your help is in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Though you may be heartbroken and though it may look empty, your help is in the name of Jesus. There is no greater thing that you could ever do but then call on the name of the Lord Jesus in your trouble. Hallelujah, because the righteous cry and the Lord heareth and he delivereth them out of all of their trouble. Hallelujah. There is power to being heartbroken because you understand that that's the time you get to call on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Musicians, you can go ahead and come. Hallelujah. I'm going to let you in on something that happened to me last week and what gave me a little confirmation on this message. See, last week I had been struggling a little bit spiritually. I was down. I was going through a time of uh, inconsistency and heartbreak a little bit. And I was headed to the golf course in Nacogdoches, Texas on Friday. And the Lord began to speak to me, and I began to, I began to cry in that truck as I was on, on the way to the golf course. And, and although I was feeling really insignificant and heartbroken and out of God's reach, He began to speak to me, and He began to remind me of all the opportunities He had given me. And there was a man 
by the name of Bailey Alders. He's the pastor in Nacogdoches, Texas. He popped up in my mind, and I began to pray for him. And this man has ministered into my life many times, and I had him on my mind. And as I got to the golf course that day, you'll never guess who was standing there. Bailey Alders. Just when I needed him the most. My God have mercy. I was so heartbroken and overwhelmed. But Bailey Alders showed up. <laughs> Did he know I was going to be there? No, he didn't. Did he have to be there? No. Second time to ever play golf in his life, but he showed up on that day. It's not a coincidence. It's not by accident. He showed up just to let me know that God is still in control. I may feel heartbroken, but God is still in control. I may feel empty and undone, but you see, God, He's still in control. <laughs> I wonder if somebody today may be going through some heartbreak. God is calling for your heart today. Oh, God is calling for your heart today. Oh, <laughs> will you give it to Him? Will you give it to Him? These altars are open today.